What if I told you that you can design and live the life that you want on your own terms? Would you do it? Would you take a leap into the unknown? Or would you settle for a life of limits? A life of safety but lacking true meaning? Zeph and Moses Blacksburg here, and I'm on a journey to help you ignite your inner passions, let go of your fears, and get more out of life. Will you join me and make this year your year of purpose? Welcome to the Year of Purpose podcast. Hey everyone, Zephan Blacksburg here, and I am joined by the amazing Ginger Kern. She is a TEDx speaker, a Fulbright alumna, and a global shaper as part of the World Economic Forum. Originally from the Midwest, she left the U.S. to work in Europe for three years, traveling to 25 countries around the world by the age of 25, and through her online platform of travelersmindset.us, and through speaking at universities and organizations across the U.S., Ginger's work encourages a culture of openness, curiosity, and adventure. What's going on, Ginger? Hey, Zephan. How you doing? Good. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Um, let's just go ahead and jump right in. You talk a lot about the traveler's mindset. So how about we introduce this to everyone and tell them what it's about? Absolutely. So basically, I'm so happy to be here because the traveler's mindset is something that's super important to me because it's actually helped me in my life when I'm not traveling, which is the majority of the time for probably the majority of people. And so it's something that's really relevant from your day to day life. And the way I see it is like, okay, you can have your life as your routine or you can have your life as an adventure. And I choose life as, a, as an adventure. And I found that by staying in a mindset of a traveler, like those things that you would do when you're on vacation or maybe traveling abroad, living abroad, working abroad, you can do those same bold actions when you're back in your home country on a day-to-day -day basis. So for example, if I have a routine and I notice that I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again, I'm going to notice it and I'm going to switch it up. So whether that's taking a new route to work or trying a new hobby or cooking something totally out of my comfort zone, like from a totally different culture that I was um, raised in, that's, those are just some really simple ways to start doing that. So, you know, when you got started in all of this, uh, what was going on at the time? Was it right after you got out of school? Was it, were you working? Um, when did you decide, like, I'm getting my first plane ticket? Oh, gosh. Um, so that we'll have to rewind way back, probably to like 13 years old. Okay. Um, that actually wasn't my first time abroad. I actually don't remember my first time abroad because I was about 18 months old. Um, it was one of those flying babies, probably crying on the plane, you know, in the seat next to you that you hate. Um, but yeah, I've matured since then, I promise. I'm a much better flyer now. Um, right now, um, the first time that I actually traveled was, let's see, about two weeks just to Germany and Austria. And then um, didn't really get too much of an in-depth experience in the culture, but I had a little bit of that inkling that I wanted more. And I was very, very fortunate um, that my parents actually made the sacrifice to invest in me and send me back to Germany the following year. And this was when I was about 14. So if you watch my TEDx talk on how to live uh, a life of adventure, or rather the key to living a life of adventure, if you want to you know, type it in in YouTube, it's actually the trip that sparked this whole like evolution of the traveler's mindset <clears throat> was when I was about 14. I had a month in Germany and Italy. It was the most mind-opening experience that I've had and really set the course for the years to come because I realized that I didn't know very much about the world. And 
I mean, as a teenager, it's great to have that realization because it keeps you humble and hopefully makes you learn some things, or at least it did for me. So what I did is I started learning languages, and I really prioritized that over the coming years in school. So throughout high school, I studied German, continued that on into college, studied French and Italian as well, um, was really intent on creating a life in Europe. Right, so maybe you've experienced this. You've like gone on a trip to some place, and you just got hooked on the culture and the lifestyle and like the vibe of the place. Is、mm-hmm. that? I'm assuming that's true for you too. Absolutely. I didn't.、Uh, I haven't really gone international a whole lot yet.、Um, I've only been to、uh, Israel, Mexico, Jamaica, Haiti, and a couple other places.、Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of my traveling has been done within the U.S. And it was actually just last year. So you were very fortunate that you got to do it when you were much younger. Um, yes. I wish that I kind of had that, you know, when I was like 13 or 14. I definitely wouldn't be in the same place I am right now.、Um, I'm just starting to learn this, you know, like last year and the year before. I just started to travel a lot more.、Um, well, that being said, it's never too late, right? Yeah, so, no, it's never you know? too late. So I kind of wanted to ask you, you know, obviously, like a lot of people get it at. Uh, totally different times in their life, right? Like you got it when you were much younger. I got it when I was like twenty four, twenty three, twenty four ish, and I started to travel. And I came back, and what did I do? I started planning my next trip. Like I didn't home、yeah. didn't really feel like home anymore, and it was like the weirdest thing in the world to get home and、mm-hmm. be like, man, like I have to go food shopping now, and I have to like you know do laundry and household chores and things. Like it's so weird. I have to like make my bed, and you know it's just like. <laughs> It's so different because I was used to like crashing on people's couches and just kind of like going from place to place, and、mm-hmm. uh, it was odd to have a room with all of my stuff in it, and th- like this was my private area because I was so used to like sharing areas with other people.、Mm, um, nice. So what? I, I guess I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. What should people do、uh, when they kind of get that itch of curiosity? Um, and they've kind of settled into a life because you know obviously some people are like maybe they're in school and they're on track to get a de- you know degree.、Uh, sure. Maybe some of them have a business or even a family. Like, how should we kind of approach、uh, this want or this desire to you know learn more and figure out what's out there、uh, without saying all right, see you guys. Like you know, what if I have <laughs> kids、out. and a wife and I'm just like all right, peace out. Like I'm out、right. of here.、Um, right. You know, how should we go into that? Uh, you know, in all aspects, with our relationships with others, with our relationship with ourself,、um, and how do we prepare?、Mm, great questions. Okay, so lots of questions there.、Um, first thing to think about is workability. So I myself, like, totally transparent right now, I am not the expert on family travel because I don't have a family. So、mm-hmm. from what I've heard from my friends who are travelers who do have families, it really is a point of it, making it a point to prioritize the travel. It's really like it's ingraining those values in your children at a young age, and thinking about that as an investment in them rather than like a detriment. Oh, you're pulling out of them out of school for a week or two weeks. It's like actually turn it around. It's you're investing in them as a, a really empathetic person in the future who can step into other people's shoes from different cultures, and obviously now with all of the internet and you know everything that's going on business wise globally, everything is connected. When your children grow up and are in、uh, a working world that is completely diverse, they're going to go back to those experiences they have as children and really value them even more because they learn so early on how to relate to people of different cultures and how to communicate in different ways as well. So thinking about it not as a detriment or like、uh, you know、oh, I'm wasting time or I'm spending too much money or whatever, it's like actually an investment for you and for them, especially for the kids.、Um, so that said. 
if you don't have kids and you have a bit more flexibility in terms of timing, taking time off or whatever that may be, again, it comes back to prioritizing it. So a lot of people get stuck in the someday theory, like, oh, it'll happen someday. You yeah, know? absolutely. Like, I was in the same boat. <laughs> oh, really? Were you? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, well, I just always was a dreamer. You know, I had I get so many ideas all at once, so it's like, oh yeah, eventually I'll do that one, and I just want to do everything at once, so I kind of have to be in that someday mentality, but I also have to hold myself accountable to make sure I get, you know, this one done and this one done, because I know I'm going to do that one, just not yet. Exactly, yeah, and that could be someone, um, like a student, for instance, who's, you know, going to graduate and isn't sure what they're going to do after graduation, they have so many ideas, so many plans, and one thing that I like to think about is like, okay, what is the person that is you in three months going to think or be or feel or act how they're going to act after the three months of traveling versus three months of working a corporate job straight out of college, for example. Um, like what can you do now so that your future self actually has like really enriching, fulfilling, awesome, adventurous memories to look back on and always get that like burst of joy from. So it's just another yeah, I mean, it's matter. really about the experience, right? Definitely. Yeah. And it's like scientifically proven, right? Like if you have a life full of like excellent memories, you're just going to be happier on a day-to-day basis anyway. So you might as well take the investment or take the time and make the investment in yourself early uh, while you have that flexibility and then have those memories forever. Exactly. <laughs> you know, barring like brain trauma from an accident or something. Yeah. <laughs> like ridiculous circumstances. But those are things that you really can can carry with you and hopefully also share with others as well. Um, so yeah. Those and, are if, the- and if the brain trauma was from like, you know, parasailing in Brazil or something <laughs> nuts, like at least people can tell you the story and you'll be like, yeah, I forgot everything, but at least I have this really <laughs> cool story about how I forgot everything. True. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll find out had- that you were a really cool person afterwards. <laughs> you won't remember it, but you'll know and then you'll feel really good about it. Totally. And you might even have really awesome GoPro footage from it, too. Right, right. So let's hope for no injuries while you do this. But obviously, along with uh, uh, not only traveling, but uh, just making life-changing decisions, you know, we talk a lot about stepping outside of your comfort zone. Uh, I've actually been reading a lot now online. There's, uh, if you read Reddit at all, there's a subreddit called Solo Travel. Uh, and there's, it's all a section about people who travel alone. Um, And traveling alone can be amazing. And some people like traveling in groups and they should really try out both. Uh, But I remember specifically one person posted, he uh, was like 18 years old. He got a plane ticket to Thailand. And, you know, he posted about, it was his first night there and he was like so afraid to go out and so alone and didn't know what to do and just kind of like shut himself off, you know? And everybody on the blog was like, oh no, you got to get out there and do this and try that. It'll go away after like a day, just sleep it off. And sure enough, he posted back later saying, oh my God, this place is amazing. Totally. So how do we um, approach the different like discomforts and things that arise? Like I know one for me has always been money. Like I'm always worried before I go into something, how much is this going to cost? So, you know, maybe some tips to change that mindset from how much is this going to cost to what experiences am I going to get out of this? Yeah, um, for sure. But how do we move out of that comfort zone and try things that, yeah, maybe it is expensive. Maybe you do spend yep. a lot of money on it, or maybe you do have to meet random people who don't speak the same language as you. Those are awesome questions. I'm so glad that you brought up the story of the guy in Thailand, because I was actually just talking to a friend of mine yesterday about this, where 
for instance, he actually was in India for the first time and it was completely overwhelming. I mean, he stayed in his hotel hostel room, I think it was, for mm -hmm. literally 10 days and he realized at Oof. some point like he's going to have to go outside and get food. Um, but he didn't want to deal with the traffic and the people everywhere and the noises and the smells and just the chaos that is Mother India, so to speak. Um, I personally haven't been yet, but this is coming directly from him that actually he, he realized that like two to feed himself, um, he just had to go outside. And that once he did, and if he acted like he knew what he was doing, and this is really the key, is like a lot of travel, if you're uncomfortable, just pretend that you're comfortable. Like try that on like you would a new coat that doesn't quite fit right. Like try on pretending to be comfortable in the scenario that you're in. And you'll find more often than not that actually after 10, maybe 20 minutes of just walking down a very crowded street with a purpose, you know, just with a direction, just pick a direction, go, just go. <laughs> that actually gives you self-confidence and just this energy to continue. And then you start opening up to the experience that is happening around you. So all of the noises, all of the chaos, all of the smells, all of the sounds, all of the differences that are sensory overload for you in that first moment, they actually become this epic discovery, this this exploration of newness and aliveness and it's just a totally different way of living. So yeah. Yeah, and I think that uh, something that I always go back to all the time was, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I actually used to bowl, 10-pin bowling. Um, I when did I not was know this. in like middle school and high school, we used to travel all over to competitions. And um, you know, one thing my coach always said was like, go back to basics, because I would get so worked up, so angry and so upset. Uh, it, about whatever current situation I was in. Um, and, you know, it was just like, go back to basics. And that always made everything better. So whether like, you know, you're concerned about being lost or not really going somewhere, well, what do you do when you're lost? You like look for a map or figure out where directions are. Okay, how do we do that? So you start to like create these processes that um, get you to where you need to be just by thinking differently. So it's like, um, you know, I feel really uncomfortable going outside because I don't know how to talk to these people and I don't really know where to find restaurants. Okay, well, how do we do that normally, you know, and just like go through the steps and the motions and it's like, totally. well, how do you find food normally? Well, you know, a lot of us pull out our phone and go on Yelp or something like that, but like sure. you ask people, right? So like maybe right. it's as easy as going down to the front counter and being like, you know, how do I get food? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone understands hand gestures. I'm pretty we sure use people the hand get that. gestures. Oh, I think absolutely. You had a story about that. Um, well, let's see. I <laughs> actually, okay, I can tell you a little bit about. Um, it, we're going back to Thailand, coincidentally. Um, so I lived there in for for about five weeks in uh, like the end of 2013. I was in a city in northern Thailand called Chiang Mai. Beautiful place. Highly recommend it. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's like right outside of this mountainous, jungly national park. And it's just very cool. So check it out if you can. It's a tip for me. Um, I was there and I, I was living in an apartment um, and just downstairs and around the block, maybe, yeah, a block and a half away, there was a road full of street vendors. And on my first days there, I just, I didn't know Chiang Mai, I didn't know the place, right? And I, you know, I had used the internet in the apartment to kind of figure out, okay, like where are the the mall areas or like where are the touristy areas? And I just decided like I'm not gonna go there yet. Like that's that would be the easy way, you know? And that's not worth it to me because I'm not necessarily gonna get like what 
the normal <laughs> everyday lifestyle is. And so I just decided to like go downstairs, walk outside, walk around the block and see what was there. And what did I find? I found these street vendors and they were selling fresh fruits. They were selling fried eggs, omelets, um, some smoothies, chicken, all sorts of things. And like that's one thing that you can just literally go up to a stand, point, maybe whip out your Lonely Planet language guide, figure out how to say how much. Those are two words in any language, like very simple, right? And most people will just help you. And they're, they're, they're just average people. They're not trying to scam you. They know that you're new there obviously you're probably also you look radically different than they do so they just know that you're a foreigner yeah. and again most people won't try to scam you so people have a lot of fear around that it's like oh no like what if i you know what if they take like double the money for it like some sometimes they will and that will happen but in terms of like thailand itself i found that it's a very country a uh, very friendly country and I had bought just, you know, a whole bag of pineapple, a whole bag of mangoes, um, some rambutan, uh, which is like this really cool spiky fruit that I had rarely tried before. And I was just nice. like, finally, I get fresh rambutan. This is great. Um, and it, it all cost me like $1.50. That's and awesome. I started learning words, right? So I would point at something and say, how much in Thai? Taurai. Um, and then they would say, you know, the number. And I'd give them the money. And then they would say, oh, like this is coconut. And I'm like, oh, okay, coconut. And I was just like a baby. So pretend that you're a child and it's okay to be a child. Let's say I think we, we get so caught up in wanting to be right all the time and wanting to do things perfectly. And that's just not possible when you travel. You're you're just you're so out of your element and, and everyone around you knows it too, right? So you might as well just take that, go with it and be out of your element and be that sponge, be that child, um, go back to that traveler's mindset and just be open to the experience as it's happening instead of trying to make it right. And I'd imagine that it really brings you into the moment and being present as opposed to, you know, here, I'm so used to like, I go to the same supermarket, you know, it's like two miles from my house. I, I'm used to this routine and I think that uh, you become a lot more focused on the things going on around you when you're thrown into situations like that. But I think that you're also going to enjoy and experience way more uh, traveling as opposed to, you know, staying here and staying home. Mm, um, and this was something that we saw. I just went on a road trip, a 3,000 mile road trip around the country. That was my, I came back from traveling for a whole month and I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. I got to go out again. <laughs> And the one thing I realized, I was like, every new city we got to, well, what do they have? There's a Panera, there's a gas station, there's a Chick-fil-A, there's a 7-Eleven. Like, everything is here, and we're so used to what's going on. So it's great to go to a place where you know nothing. Like, you can't even read the signs. You don't even know what this totally. place is. Like, you think they have food, but it's like a hair cuttery. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so it's really cool to be able to do that. And I think that that's the type of experience that a lot of us are craving and looking for. Uh, and we really do have to put ourselves outside of that comfort zone uh, in order to get it. Um, but once you're there in the moment, I think that you don't really feel uncomfortable anymore. You're just kind of there taking it all in and uh, just being there. Yeah. Um, and more than that, you get to laugh at yourself. Yeah, like, You seriously? just get to laugh at how, how silly and just how ignorant you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're all so serious here all the time. And, you know, totally. it, it's like people get pissed off about being in traffic 
and then you could be in like India and you could laugh at how crazy these drivers are because they're totally insane over there. <laughs> um, I'm actually excited for that because I think I might be going there at the end of this year. I'm working on, oh, awesome. uh, my friend is getting married there, so I might go and nice. check it out for the first time. That would be beautiful as well. I mean, yeah, again, like yeah, those cultural absolutely. celebrations, totally. I'm super stoked for that because that and you get like, the family home-cooked meal, and at least like you're a little bit familiar with the family because you know the one person. So it, sure. it's a way to like travel and feel at least a little bit more comfortable uh, if you're worried about where you're going to lay your head down at night. Definitely. Actually, you bring up a great point that I kind of want to riff on for a second. Yeah. So a lot of people they get scared because they feel like, oh well, I don't, I don't know anyone there. Like I don't, I can't go there because I don't know anyone. And my number one tip, especially for beginner travel travelers, is to contact locals who are like in that city or in that country or wherever you happen to be going before you even like get on the plane nice. and build the relationship with them. And some people might ask, okay, well, how the heck do I do that? And there are a couple of ways. Um, if you already have a couple of international friends or even just like if you have a lot of friends on Facebook, just give it a shot, type in, you know, friends of mine who live in and then insert the name of the city because mm -hmm. you never know who, where all of those friends from the past have moved to or where they've recently visited. And that's a great way to just start um, reaching out to your own already established network to see, mm -hmm. okay, who's on the ground or if they're not there now, who has been there and maybe I can just shoot them a message and say, hey, like I'm planning on going to, you know, I don't know, um, Chennai. India, since we're talking so much about India. And I saw that you went there, I saw your photos, like just kind of wanted to ask you a couple questions and whatever. And most people, they're so happy to help because they want you to have a good experience too. So that's like my number one tip. Um, besides Facebook, like if you don't have people in those places, then try couch surfing. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to surf on someone's couch. You can literally create a profile, post in a group that's associated with a city or a country or a region, and then, you know, ask for help or message people who are locals in that city and, and meet up for a cup of coffee or a tea or an adventure. Who knows what it might be? Um, but those are just, I mean, couchsurfing.com, that's the platform that I'm referring yeah. to. You can include that in the links. Totally, totally recommend it. Um, but those are some ways that, I mean, you can really get into a network of completely new people who will help you. And that's the best part about it. It's like they're so willing to make your experience that much better. So just give it a try. Yeah, so definitely preparing yourself uh, for going into this. Question for you, do you uh, set deadlines when you travel to places? Like, do you say, like, I'm going to go to, uh, you know, Thailand from this point to this point? Or do you kind of just go and see where it flows? Um, I know, do set deadlines, yeah. Um, but I don't, I mean, like, I would set a deadline as in I'll buy a round-trip ticket. I've only once or twice, I think, bought a one-way ticket. Okay. Um, and yeah, so buying a round-trip ticket is actually great. Um, and that's like your framework, right? That's your container for your, your trip or your time that you're living in some place or working in some place. And then what you do with that time in between, that's where I like to be a little bit more flexible. So some people get hang, hung up on like the itinerary, right? Mm -hmm. The planning, the logistics. Oh my gosh, it's so stressful. How can I do this? There's just no way that I'll know like day to day what I'm doing, but I'm too afraid not to plan because what if, you know, what if something happens or whatever? And I found that in my experience, the, the not planning within that container is actually really nice for yes. flexibility's sake. So you might say, okay, well, I'm going to Germany. And I want to hit three cities and I have, you know, two weeks. Okay, great.
great. So <laughs> I'm going to spend approximately four or five days here, and then I'll book a train. And trains go every day, especially in Germany, because mm-hmm. it's a place that's very well connected, extremely good transportation system. And I'm going to spend another three to four days here, and then the rest of the time in the third city. And those are flex states, right? Like, if you really love Berlin, then give yourself permission to stay longer in Berlin. Like, you're going to have an epic time. And yeah. if you miss out on Hamburg or Munich, like, it's only a couple days difference anyway. And if you're having a good time where you're at, then why change that? So we covered a little bit about, you know, preparing for the trip, trying to get in touch with people who are already where you want to go, and a little bit about how, uh, you know, set a deadline for yourself from uh, where you're going to start and where you're going to finish. And actually, some countries really hate to see people with one-way tickets because they get scared of, like, how long you're going to stay and what you're trying to do. Um, Yes. So that's really These regulations are important to check out before you go, and you can find that on travel.state.gov. Awesome. So we'll definitely have to post that up for people to check out. Now, on top of that, uh, you know, another concern that some people have is security. Like in preparing for going to certain places, um, you know, I, I went to Israel and everyone's freaking out about how, oh, they're dropping bombs, they're in a war, all this stuff. And like, I wouldn't have even known that there was a war going on when I was there. Um, totally. You know, other than which this is common for everyone who lives there, the soldiers are out in public in full force, you know, sleeping Machine on their guns, guns inside the malls right. like it's normal. Um, but how can we prepare ourselves uh, security wise or maybe even in our mindset to make sure that uh, we're not not necessarily making mistakes, but just making sure that we're being at least a little bit cautious? Like, should we be bringing copies of our passport? Should we be stowing money in different places? What do you think that we should do? Okay, so again, lots of different questions in different areas. This is great. Um, And also, I wanted to just put this out there. I'm making an e-course to address all of this and more. It's going to be for first-time travelers. really want to reduce the hassle, totally like get rid of the frustrations and fears that come along with, you know, your first big international trip. So um, hit me up later on for that. We'll talk about contact info. So yes, to answer the passport question, copies of passports, things like that, just Scan it. Have an, uh, you know, take a picture of it with your phone. Have an electronic copy sent into your email so that you can access it from anywhere. If you can carry, you know, a copy with you, then like great. Um, obviously, make sure it's in a different place than you would keep your passport. That's possible. And my big thing is like really travel as light as possible. Mm-hmm. For instance, when you're going out, especially if it's in a developing country, are you going out at night? Do you really need to bring your camera with you? Do you really need to have that big purse with you? And when you're doing anything outside of your hostel, hotel, guest house, whatever it might be, your friend's house, and you're alone and you look like a foreigner, okay, there you have two choices there. Security-wise, yes, you can definitely be cautious, but the number one thing that is going to like help you in terms of just what's the word warding off predators I guess is like what comes to mind, but it's not really it. Um, sorry, my brain's not really working. prevention in general. Prevention is the way you carry yourself. So are you a victim or a victor? And this is, again, it's just super simple. It's coming from your own confidence. So when you're walking down that street, are you walking with a purpose, especially if you're a woman? Or are you, you know, kind of cowering already? Are you, like, hugging the wall of the building that you're walking next to? Are you clutching your purse to you? Are you looking around like you're scared? You're like, someone's going to rob you at any moment. Are you playing the victim or are you playing a victor who, like, has a purpose, knows where she's going or he's going? And... Is just willing to like walk, you know. Um, another great tip in terms of security and caution before you, if you're like uncertain about how something works, look around you and observe for a moment. Just stop where you are 
and observe how the locals are doing things. Because chances are, if you see patterns in that, that's how things are normally done. And mm. if you can emulate that, if you can copy that, then you're not sought out as a target. You're not seen as some someone foreign or someone who doesn't know what's going on or a victim. Again, goes back to that. So take a second for yourself. Just observe the situations, survey the lay of the land and go from there. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like just being street smart and just using common sense for the most part. You know, just being careful. Exactly. You don't want to put out that vibe that you're like scared of everything around you because obviously people kind of catch on to that. So, yes. you know, just being a little cautious. Um, so you've been to a ton of different places, something like 25 countries so far. Right. right. What are you looking at, um, you know, that you haven't been to? You said you haven't been to India yet. Um, True. Where else do you really want to go? And uh, where would you say people should go that you've already been to? Oh, okay. Great questions. These are fun. I... I'm interested, at, like for this year, like 2015, my yeah. eyes are on uh, Mexico, Colombia, and Turkey, but specifically Istanbul, um, which is very different from the rest of Turkey, which is why I wanted to like say that. <laughs> nice. um, the reasons are totally different. I mean, Mexico would be mostly for fun, a little bit of learning involved. Um, Colombia would be potentially to mentor a startup that's down there. And then Istanbul would be for speaking at a conference. Um, you can actually probably check this out as well. It's called the What If Conference. Nice. Um, moves around the United States and they're looking to take it internationally. Um, so yeah, that could be a possibility as well. So as for places that I've been to that I really liked, um, obviously Thailand tops the list <laughs> since I've been talking about it so much. Um, but other than that, I really, really enjoyed Switzerland and I really like just I'm in love with New Zealand, even though it's so far away. Um, so one thing that we haven't really talked about is dealing with really long flights, because that's another thing that keeps people from traveling. Yeah. So, I can't handle this, right? It's like more than eight hours in a plane, and I'm just going to die or explode that or implode. That was real flight. You know? It was like 11 or 12 hours, and I actually ha had a freak out. I actually had to go right. to a doctor the second I got to Israel. Um, oh, wow. What it, happened exactly for you? I just, you know, I have a history of panic attacks. I hadn't had them in years, but um, being so far away from home, I took uh, stuff to knock me out. I wanted to just try to sleep the plane ride off. Sure. So I take it, I fall asleep, and I guess I didn't take enough because I woke up like two hours into the flight, and you know on the screen they have like, here's New York and here's Israel, and the plane is like right yeah. here, like just barely <laughs> over the water. And I just start freaking out. I'm like, I thought I slept like through the night that like we're going to be there soon. And yeah. now I got to sit here for like the next 10 hours doing that, like your head nodding off sort of thing because I'm exhausted from this medicine I took, but I didn't take enough so I can't fall asleep. Um, so yeah, I just had a full on panic attack and had to get um, anti-anxiety meds wow. as soon as I got there. But how do you, what do you do when it comes to the long flights? Well, first of all, it sounds really intense, and I don't know, I, I'm not sure how common your experience is, but I'm sorry that you had to go through it, that like really must have sucked. Um, the people that I know who do long flights on a, a very regular basis, some of them choose to drink alcohol on the flights, like not going to lie, um, you know, that can be your choice as well to help you sleep, but um, I actually prefer just to drink a lot of water and tomato juice, as strange as that might sound, um, and then really like eat light meals. 
because it, it for instance like when you go <laughs> to such a high elevation and you're you know changing elevations as well um your stomach it's it's like a cavity full of air right so it's going to expand and contract as well and if you have a ton of food in there especially if it's really bad plain food that just makes your whole experience like worse because your body's already under stress it's already trying to recalibrate and then you're putting stuff in it that's like not good for it anyway so i try to lay off the plain food, have my own snacks with me, just drink a ton of water. Um, I actually bring earplugs and an eye mask. Super nice. sexy. Um, <laughs> hey, they and, take up very little space in your bag, so it's probably you know worth it to toss them in there. Yeah, and it can make the difference between you know a couple, maybe even four hours of sleep and no sleep at all, which, I mean, for anyone who has traveled, like that can be the difference in having a great first day in that new country yeah. or having a terrible experience and just wanting to go home and quit right away. So, um, yeah, those would be a, a couple of my main tips. Other than that, bring some music, bring a book, do whatever you like to do. Um, and this is probably because I'm a dancer, but I actually get up and stretch nice. like on an hour to two hour basis. Um, I just go into like, you know, the little nooks in the plane that there's yeah. a little bit more space by the bathroom or whatever. I'll just get up and stretch and, you know, do some hamstring stretches, quad stretches, whatever. Um, stretch my tries. Yeah. <laughs> it really does wonders because you kind of get to like hit the reset button for the next hour and then go back to sleep. So. It yeah. It's funny that you said you drink tomato juice because I used to think that I was the only person on flights who ever asked for a tomato juice and I don't know <laughs> how I started that habit, but it's nice. actually like because I don't drink soda. So it's like the only thing Same. that I get when I get on flights. Um, totally. And I don't it's know why. It's delicious. With yeah. the pepper and the salt, you do the pepper and the salt. <laughs> I don't do that, but okay. maybe I'll start next time. You should try it. It totally brings out the flavor. <laughs> cool deal. Well, that's awesome. So now there's another person in the world who does that too, and I don't feel like a total weirdo for doing that. Yes. So awesome. you've been to a ton of different places. You've talked to so many people, um, and it's been quite some time since your first travel. You know, you said when you were like 13, 14, that's when when it first started. Uh, how would you say, just maybe in the last few years, that your quality of life has changed overall just by adopting this mindset um, and taking on you know, more travel and more opportunities? Oh, man. I just got really happy when you asked me that because I just thought of all of the people around the world that I am friends with now. I literally feel like I have a support network wherever I go and if even if I don't know someone directly I know someone who knows someone and so it's like the degrees of separation in my world are so small and it it feels like I'm basically supported by this huge net of, of people that are compassionate awesome human beings rocking life and just wanting to help and I think that's like the main thing that you get out of if you the more the that you travel, the more you see that like we're all really trying to get the same things in life, and most people are actually super helpful, super nice. Um, it's just a matter of reaching out and giving them that opportunity to open up and be kind and share something, share an experience with you. So for me, like my quality of life in terms of my community and feeling like I really have a global community of of supporters, of friends, of of even business partners or whatever that may be. They're everywhere, and I don't have to ever feel bored or alone or stranded or all of these feelings that you know so many people might feel on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's just a really, really lovely feeling, and I'm so grateful for it. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for asking that question. Yeah, yeah, and really nice. so you answered some stuff that actually is probably going to come up in the in the last question. I just want to kind of round it out. How do you um, 
derive purpose from all this stuff? How do you uh, feel fulfilled by doing this? Because what I've noticed is all the people that I've talked to, the, I think the common trend is that we travel. Um, you know, and the idea of this podcast is really to talk about uh, purpose and, you know, living life the way that you want to. And I think that like probably 75 or 80 percent of us realize that traveling and, and experiences are a big part of that. So how do you uh, define purpose and, uh, you know, what makes you fulfilled in doing all this? Mm. So how do I define purpose? I think it's the feeling of aliveness. Or I feel that it's, the, I don't think, I feel it, right? Like it's, it's definitely just a feeling of being energized, of being activated, of, of, of having like boundless, gosh, yeah, energy is just the word that's coming to mind. And, and that's when you know you've hit something that is good and you want to follow it and keep going with it and, and explore it and, you know, do more of it. And travel is one of those things. It makes people come alive, make me come alive a lot of times. Not to say that there weren't challenges, right? Mm -hmm. um, but also in the challenges, there's a chance to just push your edge and and really get out of that comfort zone that we were talking about before. Um, what was the second question? I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, just about being fulfilled. Like, how do you gain fulfillment from all the things that you do? Knowing that everyone around me is actually probably wanting the same thing that I am. It's much easier to relate to people and I get a lot of fulfillment out of relating to people and connecting with people. And so what travel teaches you is, you know, empathy, compassion, a spirit of adventure, curiosity is super important. Just that openness that comes with open-mindedness, all of those things, they're actually fulfilling in your day-to-day -day life, even when you're not on the road somewhere. And for me, it's just been such a, such a pleasure, such a joy to experience that time and time again, like even just where I am right now, Boulder, Colorado, where I've lived for the past year with just a few trips here and there, not even internationally, um, just to be able to have that, that mindset of, you know, normal is just a construct and anything can happen and I can make up anything that I want because that's just what people do all around the world. <laughs> like, why are things the way they are? Well, someone someone thought of it and decided to make it up. So um, that's something that's like really been uh, an eye opener for me. And I'm sure for anyone who decides to step onto a plane and into another country, it will also be for you. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day uh, to be here with me. You're in Boulder right now. Where do you think the next place is that you're going to end up uh, in the near future? Headed to um, anywhere? <laughs> I am actually. I'll be in LA for the first time. So that'll be a culture shock. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> next week for an event called the Archangel Academy. Um, I keep trying to find out if it's Archangel or Archangel. Like English is not we'll the best language for me. We'll have to figure you know? it out. <laughs> So yes, LA, that's my next destination. Awesome. And where is the best place for people to find out? You mentioned a little bit about your e-course um, and your website address. And if you have a Facebook page, things like that, where can people find you? Totally. So the website itself is just travelersmindset.us, traveler with one L for anyone who's listening from Canada um, or the other, you know, <laughs> double L countries around the world. Um, and then in terms of the e-course, just hop on the newsletters. So that's travelersmindset.us slash newsletter. And I'll keep you up to date with the first 
launch. So right now we're in beta test, super excited, um, bringing some guinea pigs through it and refining the course itself. And uh, pretty soon we'll have it available to those first time travelers who are a little bit nervous, a little bit on the edge and just want to kind of do it, but kind of want to have a guide along the way. So yeah, join the newsletter. I'll keep you up to date. Otherwise you can shoot me a personal email at travelersmindset at gmail.com. Good deal. Well, hey, thanks so much for being here and uh, we'll catch you later. Thanks, Stefan. You've probably heard me talk about designing a life that you actually want to live. You might have even heard about my travels or experiences and thought to yourself, yeah, I do want to do that. Eventually, someday I'll probably do it. And my guess is that you've been thinking about doing it for a long time. So I want to tell you this. Stop thinking. Your time is right now. You don't need any more time. You don't need any more info. You don't need to keep putting it off and planning for the perfect time because the truth of the matter is this. You could be the person who sits around and thinks about living a better life, or you can be the person that decides that today is the day that you're going to actually do it and I want that for you. Because you already have what it takes. You've got a fire inside, even if you can't see it right now. It's lit, but you need to open yourself up to the possibilities and throw a couple logs into the flames. So join me and the Euro Purpose tribe by subscribing to our YouTube channel and iTunes podcast. And if you really like us, please leave a review. This is Effin Moses Blacksburg, and I can't wait to see you again on the Year of Purpose podcast.